louder. Welcome back, guys, to the NXT Evolution Episode 5. I am your host, Eddie Shepard, along with... <laughs> the tricks are for kids eating Travis Lasseter over here. Six Fruity Shapes. I don't give a shit. They're all good. They are good. They are good. <laughs> episode 5, we got a nickel in the bank here. What? Dude, we're almost a week away from your wedding. I know. It's coming up fast, man. Let's do it. Good thing I got size for my tux last week. <laughs> We're going to have to put a couple more of these in the, in the, in the can because I'm going to be in Jamaica. Yeah, I thought about that. We're going to have to knock a couple of these out. Um, it's weird, man. It was raining You know, the last episode we recorded. Thunderstorms keep coming through. We're getting the thunderstorms again here. I think it's the Ascension wanting to be back on NXT. Goddamn Kenneth Cameron. Uh, shout out to Chris Russo. Great guy. <laughs> Allegedly. Great guy. Poor suit game. Allegedly. <laughs> poor great suit guy. Game. Great poor, guy. Poor, poor suit game. Kenneth Cameron says you are a great guy. Chris Russo. I mean, they took him off a of commentary and put him on ring announce, and that's all I need to say about it. I'm sorry. Chris Russo, great guy. <laughs> Chris R- Russo. No relation to Vince Russo, which would have been cool if you were. <laughs> no, no, it would not be cool. Why would that be cool? Why? I don't know. He might, he could, might could make some on a pole matches for somebody. <laughs> Viagra, Viagra on a pole? Give me a Gold Rush match. Oh, man. So totally. Had me a picture of Scott Hall and something. So we were totally going to talk about, and we for, completely forgot on the last episode to talk about that WES show that totally never happened. <laughs> so WES show was, was the show that was ran by the Authors of Pain. And Who they, didn't see this not happen? And then they, I believe it was in the UK, and it was like a 10,000 seat arena. And from what I've been reading, which may, more news may have came out about this after we recorded this episode but they only sold like 500 tickets so people were actively about to fly over to the uk for this big show i believe it was in london or was in england i'm not exactly sure where it was the others of pain were running it no one wants to see them no one wants to see them in wwe dude it's their first it's their first show they've done since they've been in wwe who cares what if ngw wanted to book them it's not there i don't want to see them no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Sorry. You're right. I mean, these guys are trying to do something, but you got to understand your popularity. Was this was it Overeem that was supposed to be there as well? Like, and he was like the guy who talked shit about professional wrestling. Yeah, there's a bunch of people supposed to be there. Like, I think uh, Nia Jax was supposed to wrestle. God, I can't remember. She's supposed to wrestle someone. Like, it was gonna be her first match since being out of WWE. Uh, I almost want to say Strowman was going to be there, but um, I, I can't remember, man. Like that, they started announcing stuff so long ago, and then then they canceled it, and like they were starting their own promotion, and like yeah, put on a show or whatever you want to do, man. But you're not going to run a promotion. You you just learned the wrestling business in NXT. Like you're not here. Here was qualified to run a promotion. Here was the re- the the news story from Wrestling Inc. Uh, I don't want any kind of like link to Wrestling Inc. because um, I don't really care, but uh, basically they said that it was their inaugural show was the Wrestling Entertainment Series. It was scheduled for uh, a couple of Saturdays ago by the time this episode drops. The promotion provided the statement, dear fans and followers, unfortunately we will have to cancel the event scheduled for this Saturday at the time of the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. England. Mm-hmm. We are deeply disappointed in the news that we have to share, but with so many talent not showing up, we will have no choice then to cancel the event. Stop right there. The event was was that weekend. Mm-hmm. How have the talent not showed up if the show has not as yet to happen? It's probably because they knew they weren't going to get paid. That could be a part of that. Our team worked so hard on this event day in and day out for the fans to come with a different type of wrestling event and believe that we still will be able to show that in the near future. We do want to say that all our talent was scheduled have been paid in full and that Lena Fanine was paid her deposit as well. That's not a jack. While she changed her mind and did not show up and wrestle anymore. For now, we will have to apologize for this, but we promise that we will that this will not be the end. See you soon. But if there's only going to be 500 fans there, they're going to lose money. I, I don't think it was the, the talent we're going to show up. They just realized they were going to lose their ass on the show. 
So they just went ahead and paid the talent out and decided not to do the show. I mean, that's too Well, me. here's what happened. So they specifically called her out, but she was on Twitter oh, um, earlier in the week saying, I do not know why I'm still on this poster, but I will repeat myself again. I will not be at this show. Please do not buy a ticket thinking you will see me perform or get a chance to meet me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. No one was. Uh, it says there was a lot of concerns because the promotion had echo uh, concerns have echoed uh, several times because most of the talent were like what the fuck the event was moved from the original date of June 4th to July 9th stars like Chelsea Green Deanna Perrazzo and Matt uh, Raywalt aka Aiden English. English each took to Twitter at different times with a message that they were dropping out of the show he goes since I was booked, I have been completely ghosted, zero communication. I have friends booked for the show, and luckily some of them have been paid already, but I doubt the show will happen. No travel, hotel, or any uh, information has been shared with anyone I know. So my thing is I wonder if they are paying people. They just assume that everything was good and they will be there instead of you know keeping contact with them and letting them know what was going on trying to book this if they didn't book flights or tra- travel or hotel rooms and you're waiting for a week out for a show where a lot of people have to fly overseas that's stupid uh Aiden English also said uh, instead of blaming the talent who took weeks off to come uh, work for your new company under the impression you could be trusted try refunding the fans and apologizing for your lack of organization I apologize that was Chelsea Green who said that no well, I mean, it's, it's true, though. Like, you, you can't... That's what I'm saying. Like, those guys had no business trying to run a wrestling show because they just learned how to wrestle in NXT. Like, that was their first, like, foray into wrestling was NXT, and they made them stars. Yeah, I get that. But, like, you don't know the ins and outs of running a wrestling promotion. No. You don't know you got to book travel, so, book hotels. Like, you should have never even undertook that. You needed someone behind you, like a... What's that, Kenny McIntosh or something that's over there for Inside the Rope? Somebody behind them to help them out, but... You're going to try to take it on yourself. You just put a bad name on yourself already. Your promotion probably will never take off now. And you're never going to book those people again. So you just no. screwed yourself. Yeah, they said that Lince Dorado also commented saying that he was salty because he actually wanted to wrestle. Uh, and he posts his booking information in hopes that he can find a new place to perform in place of that show. So a lot of people have already traveled over there. Um, the cancellation also comes shortly after it was revealed by a journalist that they had sold less than 350 tickets well, to a 10,000 seat venue. You also got to think too, with the way COVID restrictions oh, yeah. are, you probably have to come in early. You have to test, you have to Do quarantine or whatever, test and then get your results and then, then move on to the show. I don't know how it works in other countries, but pretty sure there's something to do with it like that. Yeah. And it's just kind of wild to me that. Um, this can happen on such a grand stage. This is such a carny, like, when, local thing to happen. When they even announced it, I was like, that show's not going to happen. I said that. And here it is. It didn't happen. And I just shit all over Nia Jax. Maybe people want to see her wrestle. I know I don't. She's not my cup of tea. I never liked any of her matches she ever had. She only got over for two things. Breaking Becky Lynch's nose. And my and, hole. And my hole. And that's it. Like, maybe people want to look at her on her OnlyFans or... Maybe they won't. Maybe they like her. Maybe she. They, you know, I think she stuck around the WWE longer because she was The Rock's cousin than because of her wrestling ability. And if that's a hot take, then so sue me. Freaking tweet me on uh, Twitter at Travis Laster. But I guarantee you, she would have been gone a long time ago if she was not related to The Rock. I agree with that. I agree with that. She's not like most girls. She's not like most girls. Seriously, seriously though, like this is the kind of carny stuff you would see in like. East Tennessee. Backwoods, East Tennessee, out in like fucking... Um, Those outlaw mud shows Jim Cornette talks about. Yes. This is, this is, but on a huge scale, which is wild because they only drew three, 350. I know, and you know, NGW has drawn more than that, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's that, guys. I know we didn't get a chance to talk about that last episode, but on to this episode, guys. Episode I, five. Five. You almost, almost said, said six. six. <laughs> And then we just talked about having a nickel in our pocket. Before we get rolling, guys, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with you. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. 
So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Gosh darn those ads. We're back. Hell yeah, we're back. I'm still looking for more ads. I think we can, I think we can get more. Hell yeah. Gosh darn. Get Cody to record one for the trout form. Hey, you're right. <laughs> no, dude, he, he got no time. Like he, Cody, we're talking about Cody Ford who does uh, NGW. I do NGW shows with. Um, dude has like so busy it's been so busy he works at a trout farm in um in east tennessee here i don't know if you consider where that is it's uh between uh Sevierville and newport. newport right there to bush's baked beans guys bush baked beans bush baked beans and we could get brandon to do one for uh his home the year-round haunted house no they secretly despise <laughs> no we all secretly we, he secretly despises it i openly hate and mock them i just fuck them i really think uh Fat fuck Scott should record one for his OnlyFans page he's got coming out. Oh god damn, he is. <laughs> yeah, mayonnaise on some titties. <laughs> you can see the thing is he's so he's he's so pale you couldn't tell regardless. So that's fine. <laughs> Funny thing is Scott's just finding out about this right now as he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> fuck guys, let's get rolling, y'all. This is gonna be this is going to be season six, episode five. Season six, episode five here on the Peacock app. Whip out your cock, Peacock. Pull out that your peacock, is. big old mm. Peacock, if you will. Also, if Eric's listening, get Food City. We need we need a little ad here, a little ad ski. Yeah, he's a meat department in the Food City. Ski. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He works that meat. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, <laughs> we're gonna say three, two, one, play, and get this episode rolling. Three, two, one, play. Just push them, sure, buddy. The World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Fabulous Moolah. WrestleMania! Uh, we got a great show over here tonight. It's, it's weird that that one episode didn't have the signature. You're fired. Give me a hell yeah. Ric Flair's really excited to be back in the uh, signature that no one pays attention to. Anymore. Uh, this is 10 years ago, Travis. So. Woo! I mean, but now he's excited. Put him back in there. Richie! He was supposed to be the face. Hey, of man, I don't know if I've told you this, but this fucking theme song fucking rules. <laughs> God, get Leo Kruger out of here with his stupid accent. Oh, man. Did you see the, uh, at least the Ascension? Shout out to our good buddy, Tom Latimer, um, friend of the show, if I must say. Did you did you notice that uh, Bray Wyatt there was holding the NXT uh, logo in his hands? Was he already having the whole world in he his hands? He had the whole world. In his hands. That guy's got his custom-made I, NXT I, shirt. I say, say, Dude. Props to him, I, I ain't paying $35 for one of your fucking shirts. Hey, there were 25 this time. <laughs> yeah, they had the barbecue sauce. Here it is. I love this shot. It's the shot they used forever of the announcers hyping the show and everything. Uh, they used it for years, and I greatly think this is an improvement over the first few episodes we watched. Yeah, Byron Saxton and Wriggle on commentary. This episode, we talked about it last episode, that Byron Saxton sounds great on this one. And you know why they have... They probably have good... Um, Good chemistry from FCW, because they were kind of the announced team in FCW a little bit, too. Yeah, you're right. Tamina in great shape here, too, I was by, say she's, by the way. She's, she's very fit. Not to say that she's uh, not super fit. Now she's a little bit thicker, but did, she's very uh, very thick. Uh, this is before the allegations started coming back out about Jimmy Superfly Snooker, because William Regal puts over Superfly Snooker as a Hall of Famer, and it's her dad, and she's a legacy, which another legacy performer here. Um and everything, and talks about the Superfly Splash and him being a Hall of Famer. And she even has the Superfly uh, gear. They don't. They don't mention Superfly anymore at all. Well, I mean, he murdered a person. <laughs> Chris Russo, the same suit he had on last week. Chris Russo, you look, you look great, buddy. At least, at least Summer Rae changed her dress for each episode. We got Tamina versus Caitlyn. I'm not gonna lie. When Caitlyn started showing up, I was all about some Caitlyn. I don't like this gear. I like her more like punk rock gear. Yeah, she when she starts having. wearing the long tights and yeah. like the leather vest almost. Yeah, she looks better. This I feel like this doesn't suit her. This is her NXT like TV show gear, like when she won the competition. She, she looks like she's so awkward the in the ring when this first starts. 
She also she also is almost like a heel here, which is weird because she was always been a baby face on NXT TV. Because Vicky Guerrero was her pro. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they had a little feud over that. But I'm also not a big fan of her boots because they go all the way up to like her knee. See how they look? Yeah, they look very weird. They look very weird, but... I, I was a big fan of Caitlyn. She just had a different Ooh. she had a different look than most of the women at that time. She kind of looked like Natalia and Beth Phoenix, kind of. But I don't know. She just she wasn't a technical wrestler. She was more like a powerhouse. Yeah, like they didn't really have that at the time. I mean, they had Tamina, but Tamina is still very green here, in my opinion. Very green. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I feel like it's kind of this is what NXT is about is getting these ladies better. They mentioned that this is a divas match, and I fucking hate that they still they were using the term divas. I feel like it's so demeaning. See, there it is, not acting like a heel, which is weird to me. But I really think that um, Tamina Tamina looks good in this match. She's just not, but she she tries to play the baby face. I think Tamina's better as a heel. And that's just my opinion. Oh, I agree. I just feel like she looks like a heel would. She doesn't look like a baby face. And I know her dad was a baby face. I thought Caitlyn was going to get a second run there when she was in the Mae Young Classic. And she came back with the long brown hair and everything. Like, she still she still looked and performed great. But, like, it just I didn't materialize into anything. I think she had a longer run in her, but she was just done. Yeah. Ready to get married at the time when she, she left. Byron says that she's kind of like the girl next door. Regal says he wishes she lived next door to him. <laughs> I, was, love, I love Regal with these little one-liners. That, 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 I remember him saying that when she came down the ramp, and I was like, me too, Regal. Me too. I wish she lived next to me too. We were speaking of Caitlyn. So, Caitlyn, guys, she competed on the first all-female third season of NXT, where she became the only female winner in NXT. She actually mm-hmm. won the whole thing. She was go on to win the Divas title in January of 2013 at the 20-year anniversary of Raw. So remember that. January 2013, right? Mm-hmm. She would go on to feud with AJ Lee and had some banger matches with AJ. They had a great little feud. I want to say AJ was the longest reigning Divas champion there for a while, and then they took it off her, and after all the CM Punk stuff, they made sure uh, Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella took, took the role of, uh, of holding that record. So like I said, January 2013, she won the title. January 8th, 2014, Caitlyn decided to terminate her contract with WWE. She would go on to do a lot of fitness model stuff. She was actually a fitness model before she became a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. Uh, She then was announced as the very first entrant in the second annual Mae Young Classic. She would uh, make it to the second round, but would be eliminated by Mia Yim. She had a great showing in the Mae Young Classic. I thought she was going to come have a little second run there, but she didn't. I think she just kind of maybe got burnt out on the road and stuff. I, I don't really know. I think I know she got married around the time that she terminated she's, her contract. Yeah, she's now divorced. Um, yeah. She's also covered in tats now. Yep. And uh, I think she also had a drug problem there for a little while. I think um, she actually went to rehab. Yeah, she they had a she had a some stuff leak. Yeah, she had some with, her, with her ex, uh, her I guess her husband might have leaked them or whatever at the time, videos and stuff. And I think it kind of sent her into a downward spiral, which she seems to be in a lot better place now. I believe she has, I don't know if she has OnlyFans, but I know she had something at a time where she was like selling 8x10s and things like that, fitness modeling again. And she had her own, she had her own clothing brand there for a while, like leggings and stuff. Um, and then I remember like a lot of the girls pushed on Twitter. But um, I I thought she was going to be rem- the future. I remember that now. They were a lot of the women were wearing that. I remember that. I think they, it was more like like workout like outfits. Yeah, it was like right? a scrunchy like, yoga pant or something yeah, yeah. at the top. I I just remember that. But I thought that like her her and AJ always had really good chemistry. They were really good friends too, in real life. There was well the Chickbusters. Yes, that was, yes, their, that name? was their name. So I, I I can't remember where they had the match, but she had a match with. AJ and it might have been an Extreme Rules or somewhere uh, like a show like that, uh, and they just tore the house down and had a great match. And I mean, not shitting on the women, but a lot of the women's wrestling at this time just wasn't that great. They're not that they weren't that great necessarily, like work wise. It's just they weren't getting the time no. to show that they can work. And this is a pretty good little match because she was from Houston. I think she, doesn't she win the title in Houston? That's like the big thing, like the twentieth anniversary of Raw, because she's wearing like the the Texas shirt and all that stuff. I think like, she is. Um, I'm trying to think though, because uh, I know they do some stuff around SummerSlam because she teams with, um, I believe it, does it, she she's teaming with Dolph. 
Yeah. And Big E's teaming with AJ Lee. Yep. Around that time. So there, there's some stuff going on there. Um, but I was just, I was just always a no. fan. I was always a fan of Caitlyn. And I, in this situation right here, I think the wrong person won. Yeah. But then again, Tamina is more so on the main roster, roster. than Caitlyn. Caitlyn's had a few appearances, but Tamina was there with the Usos. That's how she kind of came there in. There was somebody back there, though, that had a Go Diva sign. So there was, yeah, you had your young girls out there still sporting the Divas at the time. Um, and they were actually presented better here than they were on the main roster. Like, it wasn't all eye candy, even though, you know, there's some one-liners here and there, but they're always going to be those. They actually had a match. Oh yeah, it was good. It was competitive. I just don't like Caitlyn's gear because I'm so used to seeing her with like those like like those uh, green camo looking pants. Yeah, I don't like that that splash there from Tamina either. It looked weird. Like she hits her knees first, and then she that had to be some hell on some knees. Oh yeah, and like you said, she was a, she was a little bit fitter than um, she. I mean, she's a lot older than she looks as well. She's also a, a mom too. Like. And credit to her for being a mom and being on the road and all Can't that stuff. Can't be easy. No. Here's Jinder Mahal with this two week oh beard. Oh, Jinder. God, Percy. I used to hate Percy Watson so much. The, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they like, held the one His finger. His goofy out. glasses. Stupid idiot. Look like Steve Urkel. Oh, oh, yeah. Here we go. So we get the first vignette of Big E. And watching this, I'm I'm hyped to see him debut. Dude. Like, he, he looks fantastic. He talks about the chalk on his hands as a. Uh, is a ritual, not just something he does. Like it helped, you know, helped him gripping when he was doing stuff. That's John Cena there. Yep, too, helping him. In that's, that video. That's around the time they did the stuff for um, WrestleMania, and Big E's very uh, prominent in, in in a lot of that stuff where they're doing the weightlifting and Cena's doing the clapping in the fucking yeah. gym that build up for his match with Rock at WrestleMania. And here's the thing, too. They they put him over strong because he they're showing him beating up. Like he's got Rollins in a bear hug. He's got Bo Dallas in a bear hug in this footage from FCW. Like it, it's putting him over as a, he's a monster, man. When he debuts, we can kind of talk about him more. Oof. But I almost think you could argue too that Big E is probably one of the biggest ones to come out because he's a grassroots FCW NXT to WWE guy, and you don't see that very often. See, and all, he's a he's a huge star, but I don't think he's a huge star without changing his gimmick to the New Day. I agree. He, he kind of stalled out after he was Intercontinental Mid-card. Champion when he had the gimmick and the tights and stuff like he does here. And I love Biggie. I thought, and, and I remember when Biggie wins the NXT title later down the line, like he was a big deal. The five count, all that stuff. This is new where he's putting the uh, turban in the uh, in the the glass. Well, when box you get a new beard, stuff. that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Still wearing the same shitty tights, so. though. Oh my um, god! I gotta tell you guys, we're about to get Jinder Mahal versus. He looks um, better with a beard, though. Oh yeah, with per- with Percy Percy Watson. <laughs> oh yeah. I fucking hate Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal has been the least favorite part of watching these back. He is so goddamn boring. We don't have to deal with him much longer, but. And I understand the gimmick. It's like stereotypical. I'm Indian. I'm, I'm you know fucking Americans. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate his gimmick. I fucking hate the way he wrestles. I am not a fan. I will say, Percy Watson, better announcer than he was wrestler. Oh, yes. he And he looks great, man. He, looks he lost the glasses, though. That's the well, here's the, here's the thing, too, that I thought was weird that Regal mentions in here, that John Cena takes Percy Watson under his wing during commentary. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Unless it was like something like behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm assuming it might see. be behind the scenes just because of his physique. Because dude looks like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. He looks fantastic. I know he was teaming with Titus O'Neil, but it's hard to want to team Titus O'Neil with him because they're both bald. I just don't. Why is he wearing the elbow pad on his bicep? That is weird. Maybe he had a bicep injury, Travis. You don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. If you would understand working, we would know this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be my new thing. I'm going (laughs) to say, oh, yeah, like after everything. So uh, I I was going to do a Percy Watson kind of retrospective. There's not a whole lot to kind of talk about. Uh, He actually played football. Uh, he signed a free agent contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and bounced around the NFL, spending time with uh, the Washington Redskins or the Commanders. Uh, or football days. team. Yeah, or Washington. That's actually my favorite. Shout out to Cody Ford and his um, stupid blue tights, man. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan. Uh, also played with the Packers and the Giants. He was also, uh, he's never played a regular season game, but however, was in a divisional playoff game, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's weird. Uh, he made his FCW debut in September of 2009. In October 2009, he became a tag team with Darren Young, and they called themselves the South Beach Boys. 
which is uh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he participated in the second season of NXT with stupid glasses. I have that in my notes. I, I hope someone will make the 10-hour thing of Percy Watson just saying, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to make it just for look, you, look up NXT Season 2 just to hear him say that. Like He looks like Steve Urkel just muscled out because he's wearing the big red glasses and all that stuff. He looks stupid. That almost makes me wonder, is that, was that when Punk was doing commentary too? I think so. That's some, that quite some quality shit right there. <laughs> but God, man, Percy, Percy, like, his, he was just so annoying. Like, I guess he was trying to be a baby face, but it just, he would have been better if he was a heel. Yeah. God, gender, that's a hell of a beard in two weeks, buddy. That's a pretty good. I love it. To be fair, I grow a pretty good beard in two weeks, so. <laughs> On May 17th, 2013, Percy Watson was released. He would later pop up as a commentator for NXT and also 205 Live. Not bad. Nope. He, him, I believe it was him, Corey Graves, and Tom Phillips were together. And then he was also with... Morrow, wasn't he? Morrow, and I think Nigel. When Nigel first came, yeah. he was with them, and they they slowly... Um, got rid of him. Yeah, like he had a limited run, but I thought he, I didn't think he did bad on commentary. I just didn't think he measured up to a Byron Saxton or even a Nigel. I mean, he's never going to measure up to Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness is a great commentator. Don't hear him enough now because I'm not. I don't watch NXT UK all the time, which yeah. I should. And we just recently found out that there was a new UK champion because uh, Isla Dragonoff got hurt. Tyler Bay. Yep. First two time. Uh, NXT UK champion. Guy's, guy's tremendous, and he's still young, too. Like, I mean, when he won the belt, he was only like 22, right? Tyler Bate? Yeah. He was like 20. 20, 21. 19, he was like 19 or 20. Yeah. yeah, he was young. He's tremendous in the ring. It, I will say probably one of the most quality wrestling shows that WWE has right now is probably that show. And the sad thing is that there's so much stuff going on that I don't actually get to watch it. Mm-hmm. It comes on like 3 in the afternoon, but I don't ever sit down and watch the reruns, which Blair, da- Blair Davenport, uh, B. Pre- Presley? Mm-hmm. Be a is the new number one contender. Oh, uh, Mi- Miko Miko yeah, I think the la- one of the last shows I watched was Miko versus Kaylee Ray, and they like fucking tore the house down. I watched that with Brandon. It was really good. Great, great. They have a great show. It's just they don't promote it enough. No. It's kind of like what NXT is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like their secret. So, you know, maybe we start watching NXT UK. Maybe one day we'll be doing the NXT UK well, show. We fin- this will come to an end one day. So then we can just start watching NXT UK because I guarantee you a lot of those matches I have never seen before. You're right. Well, that that Walter Dragonov match, the first one's on there with no crowd, and they beat the piss out of each other. Dude, that That is a great series of matches. I know they, that gives Brandon a boner just thinking about Walter well, and Dragonov. The one thing is about that is they've had matches all over, like, like Pro Wrestling, not Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, what the... Oh, that was terrible. WXW. WXW, yes. And like in the back in the you know, across the pond here. And, uh, I oh, hit him with the high knee. Ed Leslie, eat your heart out. Oh, Harley Harley Race, man. That was better than Harley. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, damn, bro. How dare you say that was better than Harley Race? Oh yeah. He makes a big deal saying that he like jams the like thumb into his jaw. I hate the camel clutch. Crowd I is hate it. Crowd is so dead. I hate Jinder Mahal so fucking much. Well, they, he is my he's the least favorite part of watching this. It is fucking. I wanted to fast forward through this so bad. Hey, after the end of the Gold Rush tournament, we don't deal with him very much until he shows back up as three man bam baby. So I, I was talking about I was looking, you know, the Gold Rush tournament's creeping up on us, and um, I start I, was, I got interested to see when the tag titles show up. It's in 2013, so we're we're probably about a when's, year when's off. The Divas Championship show up, or Women's Championship show up. I cannot remember. It's a it's around the first uh, takeover. Yeah, the uh, arrival. Yep, yeah, because we get uh, Emma and Paige. For, yes, for the belt. Um, but Three uh, MB is actually a tag team in that tournament. Hell yeah, man! Fuck you, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie to me, man. We all see was great. Hornswoggle well, and El Torito. Yeah, oh, yeah, we all see. It was pretty good. I remember we watched it. I was like, this is actually was, fucking great. That was a battle pack, too. Like, Mattel made a battle pack of that, and you could take Hornswoggle's hair off, and he was bald, and then you put it back on. And Attention to detail. God. Shout out to Mattel for it. We're about to, should be getting our rings any day now. Dude, Dragonoff actually has a figure coming out in Elite 96. Whenever it comes with his jacket and everything. It comes with the UK title. Have the, you seen, have you seen a picture of it yet? No, but that comes out with a new Hogan, apparently, with the war bonnet. Brother. Raquel, Raquel Diaz. Diaz next the unveiling no not next tonight <laughs> tonight but she says next in her promo oh, and it was next week and they just edited off that oh my god god Leo Kruger 
Doesn't look South African in this picture. I'm just saying, like... And I don't but, like Richie Steamboat doesn't look like Adam Cole in this picture. <laughs> the Richie Steamboat looks like a fat version of Richie Steamboat. God. His hair's not long enough. <laughs> like, it's just weird. He's trying to keep the trap showing, bud. Oh, man. Here comes the spirit of the dragon. Oh, man. That's, that's totally Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. I do. I can't. I just can't unsee it. What does he even do now? I, I know he's out of wrestling completely, but like, don't he become an accountant or something? Like, what did Richie Steamboat become? Did he I'm be- not really sure. I know the back injury. I think he might. He might be working just a normal job like that. So, so he got a. Um, so he got a Lloyd's of London, and he got out. Probably <laughs> Lloyd's of London got out. It's fine. Wasn't it Vader that said that he everyone used to cash their Lloyds of London deals in because after working him? Well, I listened to Mick Foley's podcast. Shout out uh, to Mick Foley and Conrad Thompson, Foley's pod. He talked about how in his book, too, he talked about how he wanted Vader when he like dropped him like that time, like fell back on him, to do it bad enough that he could collect his Lloyd of London contract because he was so fed up with WCW and it didn't injure him enough to do it. That's fucked up. Leo Kruger, still the worst version of Leo Kruger here. He's coming out with the with stupid the, sash. The sash, which if you listen to William Regal, he says that Nelson Mandela gave him that sash. Yeah, <laughs> William Regal is great, man. Like he's underrated on some commentary, and I I hate that he's not. I hate that WWE even let him go because I feel like they could still benefit from William Regal no matter what. But maybe they did some of these guys a. You know, a service by letting some of those people go so they don't have the stink of Vince McMahon on them. That's true. That's true. That thunder is getting loud, bud. You hear that? Yeah. It's still yeah. rolling. Damn. Yeah, so I don't like the way that they did this match because we get Leo Kruger versus Richie Steamboat. And you have, spoiler alert, a heel and a heel winning back to back. I feel like, and they're very similar gimmicks. I, I think. Leo Kruger and Jinder Mahal as a tag team is is money because Jinder Mahal is fucking boring and Kruger at least has some personality. He's all over the place here with like prancing around and shit. Yeah, he, he definitely hasn't figured out the Leo Kruger thing yet. I like him when he becomes the vicious, vicious Leo Kruger, like Craven the Hunter. I've said that before, but like I feel like that's when Leo Kruger should have moved up to the main roster then they killed Leo Kruger and made him Adam Rose. Which his theme song was great. Dude, he goes he goes to give the sash to um Chris Russo. And, and he, he talks South African to him or something here. Yeah, he's talking in a completely different language. And it's very Roman or uh, Razor Ramon-esque. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very I, I giving him it. the giving him the um the chains. Do you know who Kruger's tag partner was in the ta- tag team title tournament? I believe it was Cassius Ono. It was. It was. Oh, no. Who knew? Which he debuted uh, two weeks ago, and we still haven't seen him again. I'm a little bummed about that. There's a lot of people, like, I've grown fond of the Ascension, and I've not got to see them in two weeks. They haven't mentioned three, them at three all weeks. either, which yeah. is kind of weird. And then Cassius Ono debuted two weeks ago. We still haven't seen him. Since he since he had that uh, cut the promo, and when you hear you hear oh no coming, or you hear Cassius is coming, you yell oh no, which you were a fan of, and I was like, Nyeh. I liked it, I liked it. There's a spot coming up here, man. It's really fucking cool, and I've never seen it before. It's right here. He, he goes to roll up, boom into the ropes. I've never seen that done. Uh, I probably won't do it anymore because of concussions and necks, but. I, I could see that being a cool move for someone to do. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, that's actually his back that messes up. I just looked up Richie Steamboat's Wikipedia page. His life ends in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing after that. Like, nah, he didn't kill himself, guys. Like, He's saying that. There's like an update from his dad in 15. It's like, yeah, he'll never wrestle again. I'm like, oh, cool. Don't tell me anything else about his life. That's fine. Oh, man. I'm gonna look him up on Indeed. Maybe he's friend. I'm gonna be friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> I need your LinkedIn, bud. I just need you to do an intro for the next evolution, Rising Miles. Yeah, I, yeah, I would love. I try to look him up on social media. He doesn't have it. Yeah, he's clean break, man. Clean break. What's his real name? Richie Blood. Is it, is it Young Blood? Something blued. Blood, blood, blue blood. <laughs> it's black blood. <laughs> <laughs> they do hype Raw 1000 is the following Monday. 
um, because Money in the Bank had just happened. John Cena won, and he um, was going to cash it in at Raw 1000. His name is Richard Henry Blood Jr., and he is 35 and lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Not too far from us, bud. We're right over to see you. Good little intro. I would love to do a Leo full. Kruger with his best million dollar. Uh, that almost reminds me of Ted DiBiase Jr.'s tights. A little bit, yeah. I the, see that. The green and the gold. Yeah, I would love to. If if anyone has any any information on uh, Richie Steamboat, I would love to have a full blown interview with him. I think it'd be very interesting to have on the podcast. So get his, let us know. Get him and his experience on the early days of NXT. This is the stuff I hate. This match is not that long, but it just feels longer. It's very Jinder Mahalish. That's why I was thinking that they deserve to be a tag team together. And I think they would have got some really good heat together. Kruger's just not my favorite. His boots are really old, too. They're kind of dingy. Here's the, pr- here's the prancing around. So, I just don't like it. If you're going to be a vicious heel, which he's supposedly supposed to be, why are you going to prance around like that? And never do a double leg takedown in the back again. Yeah, it was so bad. It was not good. Last week was terrible watching he, that. And we were talking about him. He also is a referee on the main roster. It's funny seeing all these people kind of pop up now. That, oh! I mean, some of them are gone forever, like Richie Steamboat. And then you have this referee that has turned it into a career of just traveling the world. Which I'm sure it's more than that, but you know what I mean. You know, it's funny. You know, I wanted to do kind of talk about Leo Kruger more, but there's so much... To go with Leo Kruger later on, that I don't want to touch it yet. It's 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 better to touch on Leo Kruger when you get towards when you get the Adam Rose really when that yeah. first pops up because Leo Kruger goes through some transformations like he goes from this affluent South African to the like Serengeti hunter one or whatever Skinner esque and he's like crazy and like chewing on like his own tongue or something and then <laughs> and then he becomes Adam Rose with the bunny and. His theme song gets him over. So I remember when the Adam Rose character debuted and everyone was shitting. I was like, dude, this is fucking fantastic. I loved it so much. I knew it was going to be huge. I didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. But it flamed out pretty quick. I want to say he was on the first season of, was it Breaking Ground? Yes. Was one of his, which is a show that's on. It was on the WWE Network. It's also on uh, Peacock now. But it talks about you know some of these people. I know it talks about Carmelo. It shows Carmelo getting hurt by Eva Marie when we yep. went to uh, that show in Nashville. And because Bailey is like one of is like one of her best friends, she's talking about how she's upset that her friend is hurt. Real shit in in there. Richie yeah. Steamboat's supposed to be the face of your thing, and he just lost. He got, but he lost in a chicken shit way. Yeah. So Richie went to go do a, a crossbody and. Uh, Leo rolled through it and pretty much grabbed the tights and put his feet on his feet on the rope and One. got got the three count. Richie's like, oh, oh no, baby, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that Percy Watson? No, time? he's not here. Thank God. Uh, uh, two. He kind of messed that three, up there. Yeah, he's trying to find the ropes. They were too close. Yep. No double leg takedowns. No. <laughs> no dad's in the, the front row from here. My daddy. My, my daddy. daddy. <laughs> I will say Kruger looked like a million bucks. Yeah, I was going to talk about that now. Have you seen pictures of what he looks like recently? Yeah. Fucking huge. Mm, yep. Super Jack guy. Main Tonight, event. Justin Gabriel mm, versus Heath, Heath Slater. Slater. The Nexus collides. The core collides. Shut up. <laughs> the core with an extra O or an R. Oh, extra R. R. Yeah, their shirt sucks. Ezekiel Jackson. Sh- shut up. <laughs> Wade Barrett was the best thing about that. I think that's who Christian took the title from. Might have been Intercontinental Ezekiel, title? Ezekiel Jackson. No, well, he loses the ECW title to Ezekiel Jackson. No, I, I think know. he wins it back. I can't remember. No. I think it's somewhere around that time period. Here uh, it comes. This is where I was talking about the promo. They just cut off weak. We get promo. another exfoliating ugliness tour from uh, Raquel Dude, Diaz. I really think she could have been big. Like the two females they have pushed right off the bat were um, Sofia Cortez, no longer, didn't last long. And then Raquel Diaz. And who do they make job out for both those matches? Paige. And she becomes the star, and both of these people are gone within a year. I think it's because at the time, Paige wasn't what they were looking for. But well, if you look at her, she looks a villain up next. <laughs> I think I think Raquel Diaz, didn't she like develop like a... I, I don't want to speak out of term, but I think she developed like an eating disorder or something, and that's why they let she got released from her contract. Is like her health wasn't good. And then I think she was going to come back, and then it just didn't work out. It's crazy seeing this now because, like... Dude, the craziest thing is Lassie had 591 episodes. Yeah. How the fuck was it was a dog? That, well, 10 years, just think. We're already up past 1,500 episodes of Raw now. That's fucking nuts. Like, she... 
I thought that this girl, especially with her heritage and everything, was going to be bigger. And I think they were pushing her as to be huge because she was big in FCW. Yeah, I like her gimmick a lot, honestly. She's the look, the, everything. She's got the Jillian Hall little headset, and she talks on the way to the ring and all this other stuff. And I feel like she could have been bigger because she was also in like promo pictures with uh, Baron Corbin when he first started. Remember? Yeah, she had the uh, th- the stuff with that. You want to know the wildest thing about all this? Mm-hmm. She's married to Aiden English. And you want to know the other crazy thing about this? At this time, guess how old she was? How old? Twenty two, right? Twenty one. Oh my lord. She was 21 years old at this time, and she technically already been in the business for two or three years. Yeah, because she is working in FCW for a few years. I I like the gimmick. I like the look. I like everything. The the outfit works. Everything. Apparently, she was in NXT for two years, but like she was used sparingly because she was in and out of stuff there for a while. We get a super young page, and she also gets an entrance this week, and doesn't have the the classic like the screaming entrance. Um, it's well that they used her as a jobber in these first couple episodes. She has such a huge following in the arena, like the crowds are the crowd's super hot for her. Like she almost sounds like she's getting more pops than uh, Raquel Diaz. You know, they they let her apparently she was granted like a leave of absence for school and then she left altogether in 2014 due to a eating disorder. Well, that's a shame, man, because she's actually pretty good in this match. Yeah. It's like, crazy, though, because Paige gets an interest this week, at least. When she was with uh, Sofia Cortez, she didn't get look, one. She's getting pops. They, there's even an anti-diva sign, and it's like they're almost trying to stifle her, and I hate that because, yeah. you know, like you were saying, it is very um, ironic because Paige is finally, you know, leaving her WWE contract. Um, been through the ringer, man. She, uh, I mean, the, the, the sex tape, uh, the craziness with Alberto Del Rio. And she mentioned that in her goodbye letter. So that's like not anything she's ashamed yeah, WWE stood by her. I'll give her, nope. I'll give them that. They didn't try to be like, oh, don't, don't say anything. They, they stood by her. I'll give them they, credit they for gave, that. They paid her for her entire contract. They tried Fucked to find way, up. tried to find ways to use her. Um, also like I remember, uh, they gave her the time to do a little retirement speech. Like she was a big, she was big time. You got to think, like she was the face of that division. And this this goes back to to um, what Athena was saying, a uh, Ember Moon saying that Paige and Emma was really the start of the women's revolution. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue. Yeah, and Paige, like, but she was the gap between AJ Lee and the Four Horsewomen. Really, if you think about it. Yeah. Because she was the big name. She beats she beats AJ on her debut night. On the main roster, the night after WrestleMania, yeah. um, and everything, because <laughs> essentially AJ beats the entire roster the night before at a WrestleMania, because she has that big battle royal match or whatever, and she beats everybody. Yeah, and then uh, she comes out on top, and then she loses the next night to Paige. Paige is a great seller, though. She looks very convincing. Oh yeah, and I, 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 pr- I like I don't, not I pray, but I hope when whatever Paige does next, she doesn't go somewhere and wrestle and get wrestle and get hurt like if she wants to wrestle be able to wrestle and not i hope whatever promotion she goes to doesn't let her get hurt yeah um raquel is the daughter of vicky and eddie guerrero we didn't talk about that a whole lot uh she looks more like eddie than vicky which she has the like we mentioned earlier she has the name raquel diaz they don't let her have the Guerrero name, but then they mention that her dad is Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, they and well, what she they used the gory bomb. Yeah, she used the gory bomb as her finish, but they they say that she's a part of the Guerrero family. Yeah, they don't say that she's Eddie's and dad, Vicky's yeah. daughter, but I, she had a great look, I man. Just don't get like you're gonna take their names away, but <laughs> you're you're gonna keep talking about it on their damn. On the damn show about their third generation and all this stuff. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you want them to be their own person, but don't mention it. But she had the look. She 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 kind of had the mean girl kind of look thing. It's weird seeing Alex Riley here, by the it's way. Hey, Ray Army, bud. Oh, Oksana being a whore here, by the yeah. way. It's like, oh, hey, you want to hang out? Uh, Antonio's not around. You want to hold my uh, hand? You want to grab my boobs? Oksana. Whoa, shit. <laughs> Where'd you come from with your goddamn satchel? <laughs> Merce. It's, it's a, a Merce. Merce. It's a damn Merce. <laughs> the, Alex Riley was another guy, man, that I thought had it. He had that damn killer ring interest song. Say it to my first. He had that great feud with the Miz. Miz yeah. And then apparently pissed John Cena off or something. I don't know. It's wild to think that a lot of these people's careers are just, they get fucked by one incident. And that's a, kind of a shame. But he had a great look. 
Great. Cesaro looks the same now as he did then. Dude, he does. And it's he doesn't look a day older. He's still same hairline, too. You're not wrong. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say, man, Alex Riley, I thought, had it. Then he came back for that second run in NXT long hair. With, with long hair and it was a heel. I was like, man, he's he's going to do something. And then it was like he was a commentator. He fought Kevin Owens. Got released. In that I, order. I really, in that order. I really think like we should do like uh, TJ Bowser, our uh, cut leader over there at uh, Project Louder, was saying we should do a Where Are They Now every now and then. Because Alex Riley, man, he was fucking star just he had it written all up written all over him. i thought he was gonna be u.s champ i thought he was gonna beat the men's for it yeah Morgan. alex riley said that uh cesaro has a purse. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> nice purse, by the way it's a satchel not a man purse <laughs> it's weird i guess alex riley was a big enough name to bring him back you see they shown the sheamus signs which that original ginger sign was for sheamus not he's later but they had a dark match i know we talked about last time with del rio and sheamus on these tapings so people were bringing it in yeah, we get JR back on commentary for the main event as well. The one-man rock band, baby. Woo! <sighs> he's losing to all the legends. Yeah, so Heath Slater is doing his gimmick where he gets his ass beat by the legends at this time. Here, here's the, <laughs> Here are the legends that attack Heath Slater in the, in the order as well. So, Vader, Roddy Piper, and Cyndi Lauper. Yeah, because he mentioned Cindy Lauper in his promo from last week. Like he's talking about, I don't care if Cindy Lauper's beating my ass, Roddy Piper. He's got fucking kids. <laughs> uh, Psycho Sid. Uh, Sid looked dominant. Doink the Clown. Stupid Doink. I wonder which. I wonder if that was a brawler version. I'm assuming it probably. probably was. DDP. Yep. Godsend to all wrestlers. Never a bad word I could ever say about Diamond Dallas Page. Bob Backlund. Chicken Wine. Rikishi, and I think he danced with the Usos afterwards. Yep, he did. Road Warrior Animal on SmackDown, mm-hmm. which was uh, the day after this mm-hmm. aired. He, he wrestles Road Warrior Animal, and then on Raw 1000, Lita in the APA, where he gets fucking demolished by that lariat <laughs> by JBL. And then all the other legends come out too, right? Yep, they do. Because like Lita says, I got some protection or something, and yeah. then the APA music hits, and he gets clotheslined from hell like a mother. Yeah, he, he eats a fucking lariat like there's no goddamn tomorrow. And these guys should have a good, like, they have a good rapport. Former tag champions, former members of the Nexus, former members of the core. You know, they they just, they kind of, they've been wrestling since Deep South and FCW and stuff. Dude, I remember, I know we were talking about where I would, like, use, like, have to custom make, like, Cesaro. I remember I had to do the exact same thing for Justin Gabriel when he showed up so I could have the Nexus as a team. Yep. And he he should have been a bigger star. I think he could have been a heel with a mouthpiece. Like how you have Oxana with Cesaro right now. Mm-hmm. You had someone like that with him, like or, or Sophia Cortez, or uh, sorry, not Sophia Cortez, uh, Raquel Diaz, um, as his mouthpiece. I, I just can't get over uh, Brian Myers and uh, Matt Cardona said on their podcast when they were in like uh, I think it was Deep South with Heath Slater he's like I'm like a redheaded Fabio man <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm one man man redheaded Fabio man <laughs> there is some Wendy's chants in the crowd because he looks like the redheaded girl from Wendy's it's Dave Thomas' daughter oh, Wendy. Yeah, uh, I, think they, I think they actually chant Frosty as him as well <laughs> Which I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, like it's very like reminiscent of '95, like Jerry Lawler, Burger King. Burger King. Wendy's. Oh, they they definitely could have had him at like a. You know how the deal with KFC? They could have had a deal with Wendy's, and he could have been involved with that, and would have made so much money. Weren't we at a show when one of the guys comes out dressed as as a KFC guy? Wasn't it Ziggler? I want to say it was Ziggler. I think we may have been there. I don't remember because it was weird, but. <laughs> Redheaded Fabio, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn cool, man. Oh, God. man. He's Slater, another guy, man. He stuck around forever and made something out of whatever they gave him. Like, <sighs> think about all the people that were released before him, like through yeah. the years. Dude, it's because he did whatever they wanted him to do. Three man band may have been a joke, but like they were on Raw like every week doing something. Like, granted, like he wasn't a main eventer. Like, but not everybody can be a main eventer. You have to pick your places, and if they give you something to do, make the best out of it, and they'll keep you around for a while. They did the whole um, "I I got kids" deal, and then Lesnar said, "I don't give a shit about your kids." Yeah. It was like one of the funniest mm-hmm. moments on Raw for me. And like that, he turned. Oh, out, oh shit! Oh, yeah, that was that was kind of hard right there. He catches his leg on the way down. But like that's another thing, man. It's like 
the I Got Kids thing, a lot of people would be like, well, that's stupid. And they, But they carried that into a tag title reign with Rhino. Yeah, they were the first SmackDown live tag champs. Yeah. And Justin Gabriel, we, we said, I just made a big deal about it. He went to go springboard, and uh, Heath Slater Pushed knocked him it. off, and he, like, basically ate it ass flat, first right on, on it, right onto here it is again it flat back bumps like onto the concrete he like much oh god he caught his leg yeah. i think he was supposed to kind of hit his feet then fall back and he just kind of caught his it. knee that had to hurt yeah. i like his boots though those little dude it just he, he has a great on. look like i know the timing isn't right i think they may have teamed later on but him and paul london as a tag team i think they did some teaming yeah. in uh lucha underground but him and Paul London would have been a fantastic tag team. Paul London, weird cat, just saying. Weird fucking guy. You're not wrong. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about on this. Well, I know on this podcast we have. I talked about on Wrestling Ruin. Now, how fucking weird Matt Seidel is. Yes. Weird motherfucking guy. That could have been another tag team partner of his. Matt oh, yeah. Seidel and him would have oh, been yeah. great. I really wish they kind of would have done the Darewolf thing. Like he said, he recorded videos. I remember when he got released, he did a bunch of podcasts and said he recorded videos of him doing like stunts. Like jumping out of airplanes, riding motorcycles, things like that, and they just never did anything with it when he went back. I think he goes back to NXT, and he really doesn't do anything there. I know uh, he's act in the tag tournament. It's actually him and Tyson Kidd that are in the tag tournament for the NXT tag titles. Mm-hmm. Which I said, you know, it it's, comes in twenty thirteen. We're still in twenty, you know, July of twenty twelve, um, where you see I saw who's all in that tournament just to kind of get an idea, of, you know, the landscape, and he was there. Yeah, it's just. Like you said, I think he just needed a mouthpiece. But this is around a time when WWE didn't have managers, unless you had a valet. Like you, re- there wasn't really any male managers around well, this time. When you like have guys Heyman. like uh, Abraham Washington who are saying very offensive things yeah. on live mic, it's hard for them to want to put a no, manager behind if, you. If I was ever a manager, that's probably what would happen to me. I'd probably say something like that, thinking it was the killer line, and just get fired the next day. I could see it'd be like a Booker T line from uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. We cover you. Oh, I'd be like, just, just face, take my, just take my headset uh, off, and take my WWE merchandise. I'm done. See you guys later. Have a nice night. But like these guys, don't miss a beat here. Really, that guy is also on the main roster as a ref. Yeah. So it's just weird to see, man. How, Look at, how far oh! people have come. You don't see a lot of people do that move anymore. Swinging neck breaker while he's like uh, hanging over the middle rope, and also the urgency of pins. Like, look how Heath Slater's like trying to pin him. He's hooking legs. He's pulling back. Like, you just get a lot of me. I'm allowing you. You mentioned you mentioned something last show, and I was going to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. Do you think the cruiserweight division would have worked this time with the cruiserweight title? Ugh. I think it would have. I think they had a lot of guys that could have benefited from that, would have given them something to do. Um, I just don't think WWE has ever fully invested in the Cruiserweight division. The most they ever invested in is when it came back. That Which time. we were there when the, t- no. when the title was brought back. And they they did it probably good for about three to four months. or did it, No, they probably did it good for like two months on the main roster. And then it was just like another thing. Like they didn't like you when I've heard this talked about before. It's when the guys that are double their size are doing the same moves they are. It does it, it takes it, it takes, it takes away it takes away from them. So like when Kevin Owens is flying off the top rope and doing and nothing against Kevin Owens, I love Kevin Owens, but like Sami Zayn's doing the same moves. Like it takes away from them being a cruiserweight championship. Well, I think on top of that too is they made cruiserweight like a dirty word almost, yeah. where it's like. You know, he's a cruiserweight. He's not as good as a heavy heavyweight. Great fucking spine buster right well, there. Well, they, like, the thing of it is, in WCW, at least, they kind of kept the cruiserweights together. Every now and then, they'd have a match against a big well, star at the same and time, lose, you're but, not having you're not having Hulk Hogan going out there and doing a 450 splash. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like, that's the reason they told Big Show to stop doing moonsaults. Like, you don't need or, it. You're, you're a big guy. Doing, um, not moon, uh, uh, drop kicks off top rope yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Like, when guys double your size or in the main event or doing the exact same moves you are, then what's what's the point of a – that was cool, reversal. Yeah, reverse um, into a reverse the, uh, sequence. What's the point of a cruiserweight belt? It's like, w, it's like TNA started out the X Division title kind of like it was a cruiserweight belt, and then they changed it from, was it no – No weight limits, limits, no limits. No, just no limits. So then you had other people that could vie for it, which made it kind of like a TV title. But I think back then, if you would have given these guys a cruiserweight belt or something to fight for, but they already had so many titles, they still do. Have well, so here's many the titles. thing. What I mean, look at the, this is a great little spot. We're gonna get the finish here shortly. Which um, they screw up, by the way. Yes, they do. Uh, the ref screws up. Yeah. So look at this. It gives them like a uh, 
oh, like just the timing of that was perfect. Man, they're busting their ass. They're having a great fucking yeah. match. I'm, I'm still kind of disappointed that just, no one's really put the they didn't put the rocket to Justin Gabriel. I I do think NXT could have benefited a long time before they brought in the North American title for a middle title. Yeah, and it being the cruiserweight title. the cruiserweight title would have been great on that. I know we're jumping ahead here, but I remember us talking about. They needed a middle title around the time Tyler Breeze started getting hot. Yes. Because we felt like Tyler Breeze could have benefited like from the, being that the heel, Intercontinental Champion kind of heel quote. TV champ, US champ kind of thing. He could have benefited from that because like after he kind of lost his main roster feud, they didn't really do a whole lot with him. And then him. he got called up to a lukewarm feud. Everyone gets called up to a lukewarm feud with Dolph Ziggler. This finishes they they fuck the finish up and then the the ref fucks it up. But great timing here. Which the thing of it is the 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 matches with look, Ziggler look, oh, they save they save right it though very AJ Styles esque mm-hmm. one two the ref, ref does not count, count but three. rings the bell and even he Slater looked at him like why didn't you count kind of thing but like back to the Ziggler thing wouldn't been so bad if they hadn't thrown Summer Ray into his damn feud yeah and like if it had just been Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze they had great matches. But the angle, they always bring them up stupid angles. And, like, that's the thing. Like, just let the guy debut or interfere in someone's match. And then they have a match being like, I want your spot. I'm new here, but I deserve some recognition. But they always they threw Summer Rae in a lot of feuds you didn't need to be in. Great. Like you said, AJ Style-esque thing. But then they even show the replay where the ref doesn't hit three. And Slater's like, why didn't you hit three? Like, it's just. And then they have to put it over like the ref counted three. See, this is such a better view. One, one two, two. Yeah. They show the same angle again. Yeah. The, the, he never hits three. He just swipes. But they And that's... The crowd was kind of like, what? Is that a balloon up there? No, it's a light. It's kinda, the crowd was kind of like, what? So it's kind of a great match fucked by a weird finish there. Damn. But, but yeah, he did... I feel like Justin Gabriel deserved a lot more than he got. Man, I feel like... This episode's over. This has been the most complete episode we've watched. Yeah, they've progressively gotten better. So I think the third episode's probably the weakest one we've watched. That's the one with so many matches. Uh, that like Derek Bateman wins the main event the week before, comes like back two and minutes, and then loses to the gender. Hall. But like, I feel like this is where I was saying at the beginning of the last episode that I feel like they're starting to get their formula down, like how they want it to run, like you know, three to four matches. Your your debut. I feel like they're debuting a new person each week, which is good because it's they need to build the roster. They're not just throwing everything at you in one episode. But I feel like they're starting to get their formula down. They're bringing in a star here and there to kind of pique some interest. Yeah, you're getting the main event match like this, like we just got, and given you know Heath Slater and uh, Justin Gabriel twelve minutes, they wouldn't have got on Raw or SmackDown, yeah. which is fucking fantastic to see. And goes to show you these guys are getting better when you let them get in the ring and actually fucking work. Yeah. Um, next breakout star of this episode. I'm going to give it to, regardless of what we know about what happens to her in the future, I would give it to Raquel Diaz. Like She came out, looked like a star, had a great match with Paige. Um, she felt like she was going to be an integral part of NXT going forward. I really felt like that. And then the bottom just kind of falls out later on, but... The way she's presented, the promo packages, everything, it's just kind of like Bray Wyatt last week. I feel like she was going to be made an integral part of the women's division. And she was good She was good in the match, too. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll agree. Uh, it is wild, too. We actually got two women's match, matches on this show, which mm-hmm. this is the first time we've had multiple women's matches on one show. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, match of the night. I would give it to uh, Slater and Gabriel there, even though the finish was kind of screwed up at the end. Um, they put on a good performance there, um, getting to showcase stuff that they don't get to showcase on the main roster. Very, like you said, very AJ Styles, uh, moonsault DDT or reverse DDT kind of thing, reverse Scorpion Death Drop, whatever you want to call it. But, um, it looked good. And then the ref just kind of messed the count up, which I, I don't understand. Like they, they had the benefit of fixing that and they didn't. Unless they didn't think the the crowd would pop for it a second time or something. Yeah. They, they, or why didn't they? They just, probably weren't fast enough on their feet to be like, all right, guys. It's like, it's like we fucked that. Let's try it again. Yeah. And it, it, it's still a learning process in NXT. You can tell that just by them moving the announce tables around and stuff like that. They're still figuring something out. And that's pretty out. much where the announce table stays from yep. from there from then on until um, they kind of switch things up and they put the table right by the ring. Um, yeah. So that that's this episode, guys, that we burning through these episode 
what would you say match of the night is uh oh i agree yeah it is definitely uh heath slater and justin gabriel mm-hmm. five episodes in already man no yeah, i mean when we're doing it weekly i mean it kind of fly by so i mean and right now, i mean they're only our shows so it's not like it's uh, hard to get through i mean there's some things you know that suck but it's just kind of like on wrestling ruin like they fly by i mean they're only an hour long i mean you get through the bad and there, but I will say on NXT so far, there's a lot more good than on a Raw from 1995. And we're going to get Big E soon. I'm really excited yeah. about that. So the next episode will be from July 25th, 2012. Here's the matches we got. Michael McGillicuddy and Johnny Curtis versus Bo Dallas and Derek Bateman. God, I love Johnny Curtis. But see, they just had the blow-off feud to Derek Bateman and Johnny Curtis, and they're already back wrestling again. So. That doesn't make any fucking sense. So. Uh, Why wouldn't that be Tyson Kidd and Bateman? Versus McGillicuddy. Because he's wrapped up right now with fucking Hunico, but I know he interfered. But well, Yeah, but like McGillicuddy interfered his match, cost him the match. Like, well, I have not watched this much forward for episode six, but maybe maybe Tyson Kidd interferes. Yeah. Who like, knows? That's just weird. Antonio Cesaro uh, versus Alex Riley. That should be kind of, that should be a good match. Sofia Cortez versus Natalia. Hmm. That's one I didn't think we'd see. So we get Eva Elise versus Natalia. Uh, the Ascension return. The Ascension rises next week. With your fucking Kenneth Cameron with the light in your hands. Chris Russo is a great guy. Yeah. Uh, versus Garrett Dillon and Dante Dash. Yeah, that's not going to be a long match. I can already tell you. Dante Dash, nothing. By my notes, it is not. <laughs> it's not even two minutes. I think the entrance probably lasts longer than the fucking match. So we're going right back to quantity over quality kind of thing for next week, it seems like. But the main event, which is wild to think of what we're getting at the time, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Which is the th- the thumbnail for next week. So I got I to gotta ask this, too, because I don't think this has happened yet. Is this the first show where an NXT original person is in the main event? Hmm... Tyson and Michael well, McGillicuddy. Well, six-man tag. Uh, Bo Dallas was in the main and event. And Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins were in the main event. Uh, wasn't Seth Rollins in the main event of one of the shows? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No. He debuted in the middle of the show. So this is probably, yeah, besides the six-man tag. For, in a singles match, this is the first. So Seth Rollins kind of gets the first singles match to be one of the a new original NXT God, guys. I wish it was Jinder Mahal. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I would hinder Jinder and tell him to go to the back. <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> Please quit. Your matches in 2012 were god-awful. Your title reign in 2016, 17? They blend. I think it might be 17. Yeah. Also awful. Uh, I'm glad AJ beat him in Britain, though. Or England. Yeah, we got AJ versus Lesnar out of that. Oh, that was tremendous. Pretty good. Pretty good. Travis. Uh, still selling stuff over there on uh, eBay at TGL The Man 12. Be sure to check me out there. Uh, if you want to fuss at me about my thoughts on wrestling, look me up on Twitter at TG, or at, at Travis Lasseter. Um, then you also have uh, Todd's Made Toy Shows less than a month away. <laughs> Ready for that? So I think you've done more promoting for them than they have. Oh, I, pr- I know. I probably have. But uh, I, I'm just ready to get there and uh, sell some stuff and hang out with my friends. Um, and then, uh, man, I am... This comes out on what? The 20... What's the day? This will be on... This comes out on the 21st. So I am nine days away from being a married man. So, yeah, 30th. July 30th, I'll be a married yeah, man. Yeah, for my birthday. So, uh... Looking forward to that as well. Getting uh, getting to put the ring on the finger. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we still got Wrestle, uh, Wrestling Ruined. At Wrestling Ruined, we should have we should have covered up uh, Great American Bash 95 by now. Pushing away to King of the Ring 95. Which I'm going to do a live unboxing of a King Mabel figure on that one. I'm so uh, excited. Yeah, I know. Maybe I should say that's SummerSlam 95. Because I think that's the, the uh, gear it depicts. But, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting on through Wrestling Ruined. Getting on... Wrestling Ruined train through Wrestling 95 because we got some interesting stuff coming up. The worst SummerSlam ever is coming up. The worst King of the Rings about to be on the horizon. Then we have the debut of Nitro, not far away. And the full-on Dungeon of Doom. Also, Bash at the Beach 95 with uh, the Baywatch tie-in. Yeah, it's something interesting. I know we're going to end up getting to that. But you know, I was looking up the buy rates and everything for that and like the live gates. 
You know that they did zero zero dollars yeah, because it was, it was set up like road like uh, road or road wild. Yeah, but they never talk about that one. But it was nope. on a beach in Huntington Beach, California, and they didn't charge for tickets. Yeah, it's fucking. You know? Imagine how hot that had to fucking Dude, been. It was probably god awful to be on that mat on the beach in Ju- July. Yeah, so fuck yeah, that. yeah, fuck that. Yeah, guys. So big shout out to Project Louder. Last episode, I forgot to do it. Uh, I got raked over the I got raked over the coals by um, uh, some people uh, behind the scenes. TJ Balu. Uh, so um, shout out to Project Louder, and definitely check out ProjectLouder.net. Uh, proud to be part of the family. Rants from the Black Lodge is also a part of that. You can, uh, they do horror movie retrospectives and watch-alongs uh, with our buddy Brandon A. Lane. Wrestling Ruin, like Travis was uh, talking about, where we journey through 1995. We're currently on Great American Bash. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it has released as well. Um, an inch and closer to King of the Ring 95. So uh, it's pretty fun little watch-alongs we do. Um, a little bit more um, wild than we get here. Brandon's a little bit wilder than we are. Uh, I make fun of his Canadian heritage, and uh, we talk about Jeff Hardy a lot. Jeffin. And uh, Davey Richards. Yeah, Davey Richards, Jerk Squad, bud. Um, Shirts available at Teespring. But NGW, guys, we're inching closer and closer. Just a, We're just a few days away from the Uncivil War stacked card. Um, get your tickets at nextgentn.net slash tickets at the Jackson Terminal in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll also be returning to our home away from home in Newport, Tennessee in October um, for a little homecoming. Um, but yeah, check us out at nextgentn.net and at nextgentn on social medias. Of course, this podcast, guys, Next Evolution Pod, NXT Evolution Pod on all social media platforms. Thank you guys for uh, listening with us and uh, keeping us in the charts. Uh, this has been really fun, just kind of watching where you know some of these guys started at and seeing guys like Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins get their start and on actual WWE television. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. The Ascension rises next week. And Chris Russo, what a great guy. Nice suit. Great, Not really. Great suit. She took Cesaro up on some suit tips with his Merce suits. All right, guys. This is Eddie and Travis signing off. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.